this is Coco Columbia. You're listening to Sounds of PDX. This is Bo Bascoro. This is Shay Altered. Hey, this is Andrew. And this is Laura Moore Vocal Code. This is Josh. And this is Nick. We're Talk Modern. This is Maliki. And this is Ryan. We're Small Million. And you're listening to Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX. Sounds of PDX on PRP. This is KSFL LP Portland, Portland Radio Project on 99.1 FM and PRP.FM. So good to be with you tonight. We have a very special show. We've got the radio debut of an album that's coming out in January. Uh, I've got Green Mountain Guild in studio with us tonight. Uh, Thank you so much for being here and the opportunity to debut this record. Thank you so much for having us, Luke. Of course. Yeah, it's long overdue. Uh, Oddly enough, I found out about your project through my wife on Instagram. She posted something and you'd connected. She's like, check out their music. I was like, (laughs) it's uh, super great. I think at the time I was listening to Holy Waters, which is your four song EP that came out in 2017. Uh, But you've got a full length nine track LP coming out in January. Uh, Those things are rare these days anyway, in in a world of (laughs) singles and uh, EPs. But in honor of the work that goes into putting a full LP together and and uh, like making your your track uh, story, I want to I want to follow them in order. So uh, we're going to go in the order that you gave them to me that they are going to appear on the LP, which is available January 6th. Uh, and we'll get more into this later. But folks, he's doing a really cool thing. Uh, you're going to be at Al's Den all week celebrating the release of the LP. We are. Yes. January 6th through the 12th. And uh, just to clarify, Jason O'Neill Butler <laughs> is the, uh, what would you say, creative force of the project? Uh, the writer, yeah. Main okay, writer, yeah. perfect. And uh, Paul Hardy is with us as well, who's currently on drums. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you. Well, let's dive in. I want to give our listeners a taste of, of what's going on. We've got the title track up front, uh, Train. And when I was checking this out, uh, Paul, did you play on this uh, track? Oh, yeah. Okay. I love like the Britpop build on the drums is really cool. And I also like the gritty organ. Uh, let's talk about the production on this track and why the title track is the, the first bookend. Uh, well, I felt like Train was the most invigorating of our tracks. You know, it kind of comes out with a, a big bang, you know? So I thought it was a good way to start the CD. Yeah, it's really nice. Um, and you're curious about how we recorded it? Yeah, where, where'd okay. you guys track this? So we tracked this at Falcon Studios with uh, Mark Cater. Um, Mark's a, kind of a hidden gem here in Portland. He's really good. He's a master at what he does. Um, and so we've been super excited to work with him. We worked with him um, in our first band that we were in together, The Addiction Dream, and he recorded that whole album. He did a wonderful job. Um, so, yeah, so Train, what did we do, Paul? We, we tracked the drums, bass, and, and uh, keys together, and then, um, and then did the uh, vocal overdubs and violin overdub. Talk to me about that organ. I love that tone. It's it's my nerdy Nord. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, yeah, it's it's cool. Well, actually, no. What did we use for that? Well, yeah, I... no, it was it was the Nord. Yeah, <clears throat> I think we used we used a Rhodes for some of the songs. Yeah, was that the first album? No, this is this yeah. I think there's Rhodes on this for okay. sure. Yeah. I just don't know if I used the real Rhodes or the Nord for that. Oh, I see what you're saying. But um, yeah, that surprisingly, the Nord just has great sound, you know? Yeah, gets the job done. Yeah. And unfortunately, these days, unless you're pressing a vinyl, 
you don't know if it's, you know, a real B3 Leslie cabinet or a cool <laughs> VST. Uh, well, right on. I've got Jason and Paul of Green Mountain Guild in studio. This is the debut, radio debut of the forthcoming LP called Train. This is a title track uh, called Train. Stick around. I've got Green Mountain Guild until 8 p.m.
magnificent space folds around you. Stagnant and cold like the ones you have left behind. Perspective makes a sickening motion. There is no turning back now. Deeply troubled, I'm seeking a haven to hide. Shallow, fleeting, just for a moment to shine. Formidable stakes, short lifetime. Lack of gravity won't lift my heavy heart. Decisions made, rash impulse, free of orbit, a captive of fate.
was new music on Portland Radio Project. Let us know about your new favorites at PRP.FM. That's right. That's brand new music from Green Mountain Guild. We've got them on the show tonight. We're debuting the full length LP called Train that isn't due out until January 6th, where they're playing a week long free show at Al's Den. Um, we've got seven nights. Uh, shows start at seven o'clock. Is that right? Seven to ten. Cool. Uh, let's run down some of the artists that will be uh, showing up. Um, man, it is packed. A bunch of great talent. So on the 6th, you have Claybed uh, Submersible. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me about their project and who may be showing up that evening. Um, so um, Claybed was a <clears throat> is a group that um, from the drummer from uh, Libby Connor Band that I told you I played bass mm-hmm. before. Um, he's going to be bringing his band. And I don't know a ton about that group, I just know that he's an amazing person and an amazing musician. And not only does he play drums, but he plays uh, guitar and sings and writes and has produced like a ton of albums. That's fantastic. And man, it's uh, the seventh, you have Rachel Rachel Taylor Brown on the eighth, Stevie and Morea on the ninth, Emily Overstreet on the 10th, Frank Irwin Quartet, or Quintet, mm-hmm. uh, the Jack Maybe Project on, is that Friday the 11th? And then uh, yeah. there is no mountain Saturday the twelfth. Uh, they're friends of the station and always put on a really good live show. The first time I saw them was at uh, uh, Kelly's Olympian. Uh, oh, just really? Blew okay. us away, man. They were really fantastic. Mm-hmm. And for folks who don't know about the Alston residency and how special it is, describe to them what they can expect when they come and hang out for one of those evenings or all seven. Uh, it's just a sweet, cozy space. It's downtown, so parking's a little tricky. You might want to take public transpo. Uh, but yeah, it's it's downstairs below a strange triangular building. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I've actually played it a couple times as a musical guest in the past. Um, um, yeah, it's just really sweet. It's it's kind of a, got that loungy feel. And um, yeah, good food, good drinks, good good atmosphere. And good sound, so yeah, yeah it's going to be a sweet, sweet runner. And if you go to that bar in the corner and you don't see anybody, like keep going to the back. You got to go downstairs. Yeah, you go down the stairs. Yeah, yeah, it's a really cool spot. Um, and that's the the beauty of doing this. You're going to have seven nights to uh, share the record with everybody. Friends are going to be on stage with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, it starts every night at seven, seven to ten. You can't miss it. Uh, Jason said it. It's on Burnside, just west of Powell. So head up mm-hmm. towards uh, the Crystal Ballroom, and you can't miss it in that area. Um, while you're there, stop in at Everyday Music. I want to give them a shout out. They helped us out this last Saturday with PDX Spotlight when we did our filming of the uh, Dandy Warhol's uh, Christmas party. And our playlist today is brought to you by PDX Spotlight. You can check out uh, our latest episode with Splintered Throne. Upcoming, we have Maria Massa, Floater, uh, and Dead Sarah, a bunch of really good bands on the docket. Uh, what we just heard on the PDX Spotlight was Gravity as we came back from that music break. I really dig. Is that like a, is that a, officially a 3-4 uh, like feeling um, on that track? Yeah, I would say so, yeah. It's really yeah. nice. That song um, I wrote after reading some articles on the Mars One project. Um, <laughs> and I found out that there was a husband <clears throat> who had a wife and kids who was planning to join the Mars One project. And I thought to myself, what a fool. You know, he's got his family and his all his loved ones and he's willing to go off and Basically, they all know that they're going to perish, you know, they're not going to, I mean, it's a project, but they all pretty much know that after two years, no one's coming back for them, you know? And so the, the story, the song is kind of about like, 
it, the beginning of the song starts where he's, they've just taken off and he's looking back to the earth and saying, oh my gosh, what have I done? So. Who are some of the early lyricists who impact you? Because you've got the ability of all great singer-songwriters to have some metaphors and symbolism, but your stories are still uh, understandable. You can still take the listener through something, I think, that, uh, at least for me, listening to your lyrics, it's easy to follow along, but the way you paint the picture is still really creative. Oh, thank uh, you. Who are some of those early lyricists or songwriters that stuck out to you? Uh, <clears throat> I guess Leonard Cohen was a, was a big one. Um, gosh, who else? You know, Ani DeFranco was a really good lyricist. And I haven't thought of her in a really long time until recently someone posted something about her on, uh, um, your, I believe your partner did actually. Uh, just today? Yeah. Yeah. And yep. I was like, oh my gosh, Anita Franco, that's so cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I remember seeing her play in, it must've been 1990 when I was a, a young in, in Vermont, a tiny little uh, cafe. There was maybe 10 people in the room that's insane. and just was blown away because, you know, so yeah, she she was definitely an impact. Although I hadn't thought of that until a long, you know, for a really long time. You know, it's funny. I totally just geeked out because for at least since 2006, I've had an Ani DeFranco poster hanging near my vocal mic in the studio to remember to <laughs> be intentional with your lyrics. Like, yeah, Sarah and I have seen her. I think six times. I. I totally agree with you. As far as a lyricist, she is top notch. She'll even say herself that she's a poet first, musician second. Uh, speaking of musicians, next on the playlist, we have Runaway with a really stellar performance from Mark Hutchinson. Is that the correct uh, saxophonist on this one? Yes. Yes. Right on. He's incredible. And he stepped into this project with hardly any, like maybe a week's notice totally professional, awesome guy. And, um, he's excited to play with us. Um, I think we're going to try and have him on Saturday night. Fantastic. So, yeah. Cool. Something Wonderful else musician. to look forward to. That's yeah. really rad. Yeah. I, uh, I love this. And, and as a standard sounds of PDX disclaimer, put headphones on. If you can, if you're not driving around, uh, do these artists, the, the justice, listen to the mix and enjoy the tunes and let me know what you think. Go to PRP.FM. Say hello to us on the talk board. If you have any questions for myself or Green Mountain Guild, we are playing their forthcoming LP called Train. This is the third track called Runaway here on Portland Radio Project.
across the floor An ended by a cardboard propped up As a makeshift door All possessions tucked close Guarded and sleepless He wades through the night
Want to kickstart your holidays with PRP? We have a special event coming up featuring local bands, delicious food, and fun things to win, including tasting events in the heart of wine country. A $20 donation to Portland Radio Project automatically gets your name on the guest list. For more, check out our website, prp.fm, and hope to see you there. Thanks, Nastasia. She is talking about the event that we have coming up this Saturday. You don't want to miss it. Uh, like she said, there's a bunch of information. Go to prp.fm. But I am excited to tell you that Cloudlines, the new PDX indie pop duo, will, will be playing. We also have friends of the station, the audio sequence, and Noah Kate. Uh, it is our way of celebrating local bands and raising money for Portland Radio Project here. Uh, please join us December 8th. Uh, Nastasia said a $20 donation. In includes refreshments and we'll get you on the guest list. I have the Facebook event uh, for this thing. Please come and celebrate with us so we can keep great local music on the air, like Green Mountain Guild, who we've been uh, enjoying uh, train the uh, forthcoming LP. It's not due out until January 6th, uh, but almost a month early. You've got a free listen here on PRP. <laughs> uh, Jason and Paul are with me. Thank you for this opportunity once again. We just listened to Outside. I love the fiddle production on that. Uh, let's talk about who played that line and how it came about. It's really nice. Uh, Roberta is our is our violinist, and yeah, she's 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 the real deal. She's she's really great at coming up with melodies. Like that's her her magic. Like I don't. I pretty much just let her do her thing. And so, yeah, that's all her. So talk me about the formation of the, of the project and, mm -hmm. you know, kind of the relationship with songwriting with members that are okay. coming in and out of the project, because I think it's always a creative thing to deal with folks, you know, a, a rotating project. Okay. Well, I mean, for the most part, the band is pretty, or was pretty solid. You know, we had five solid players. Um, we had Callie on vocals me on vocals, uh, Roberta on violin, Albert on upright bass, and Paul on drums. And really the only um, time that we brought anybody else in was Mark on the saxophone for those two songs. And um, that was because we, uh, those two songs, Runaway and 12, which are on our album, uh, were on our EP, but we had Roberta soloing and, and layering um, on those songs. And I kind of wanted to make it a little different for this one. We yeah. wanted to include the songs again, but just take it somewhere else. And Mark did a wonderful job with that. That's cool. A little bit of a, a production change. Yeah. Paul was surprised by the saxophone on, <laughs> on Runaway. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's perfect. Well, we were geeking out a little bit about the drum sound on this record, and I keep referring to it as like uh, the Britpop sound, but uh, that's, you know, all the, all the great bands from... Uh, over in Europe in the mid-90s to mid-2000s. Who are some of your drumming influences? Uh, right. So um, I'm a big 480 fool. Uh, I grew up kind of listening to Ride Cocktoo Twins. Um, it's more a coil. Mm. Um, so I guess some of this music is a little bit of a departure from what I'm familiar with, but it's, it's best because it's a challenge, right? It's pushing a little bit. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I totally grew up in uh, early 90s shoegaze myself. Right on. Yeah, they, uh, there's so many cool elements that we're dealing with in this day and age. Yes, it's a double-edged sword of, um, you know, the, the industry has changed so much, but we also have freedom. There's bands making music that labels wouldn't have released. And I think, you know, everyone has the paints and the brushes now. You know, we're all artists that can put affordable stuff out. But your uh, album, Train, I think is a timeless record. It could have come out 
anytime, 60s until now. Um, <laughs> it's really good. I love your approach. Are you a lyric first and then music next, or is it kind of a potpourri of always, creation? Always music first. Okay. Always, always music first, and then once I have the song... I'll like hum ideas for a long time, just make up words. And Paul can, Paul knows this as he's listened to me mumble words for a long time as we're <laughs> developing songs. <laughs> and then eventually once, once I feel like I have a grasp on what the song is about, then I'll put words to it. Yeah. Talk to me about the inspiration for Don't Stop Lovin'. That's next on the playlist. And uh, it's got probably the most R&B vibe on the record, I would say. Yeah, so so Don't Stop is sort of a departure from our original sound. We're trying to kind of press into some new areas and um, just kind of having fun with it. Um, it's a really, it's a, it's a basic story of um, man meets woman. They fall in love. They make babies. Life becomes difficult, and there is less time to be making love. <laughs> and then um, finding that time and keeping the love alive while you have kids. Right on. So it's a it's it's a tribute to my wife. I'm sure something the listeners can uh, attest to the parents out there. So let's dedicate it to all the parents. All right, we're yeah. still finding time to do some loving. That's right. <laughs> this is Don't Stop Loving by Green Mountain Guild. I'm your host Luke Neal. You're enjoying Portland Radio Project. Turn out the lights, it won't be long Finn is tucked in and he's singing his song Let go the thoughts that crowd your mind The evening is here, let me hold you tight Slipping way too fast. So much change above whatever we go through. We must remember to don't stop loving all the precious moments.
SFL 99.1 FM Portland Radio Project.
is Lonely Sea by Green Mountain Guild off of the forthcoming LP train that's due out January 6th. Uh, we've been talking about details for that show. They're playing Al's residency at Al's Den uh, January 6th through the 12th, a guest a musician every night. You don't want to miss it. Free shows. They start at 7 p.m. every night. Uh, before we move on to me uh, diving into that last song we listened to, you've got a run of shows coming up like at a blistering pace this week. <laughs> I do, yeah. Uh, so let's talk about those. <laughs> this Thursday, you're playing McMenamin's at uh, the Kalama Harbor Lounge in Kalama, Washington. Mm. Uh, you're going to be at McMenamin's Hotel Oregon in McMinnville on Friday, December 7th. And all these shows start at 7 p.m. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you're going to be back in town at the Nalu Kava Bar. That's right. Uh, yeah. And that's a really cool spot for people who don't know what Kava is. Are, are you familiar with it? I have had it once. Um, I recently performed at a tea house that served kava, and I was playing flute that night. <clears throat> and I actually didn't know what kava did until halfway through my drink. Oh, no. <laughs> and my mouth started going numb. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a really interesting experience. But I, I love the feel of kava. It's, yeah. it's super mellow. It's a great alternative to alcohol. And um, just puts you in that place, that cozy place. And there's not a better way to be than in the wintertime when it's cold. I think it's going to be a really sweet night. Yeah, that's uh, Saturday, December 8th. So head down there uh, to the Kava Bar at 7 p.m. Get yourself a numb mouth and warm ears. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's on Mississippi. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then Sunday, you're going to be finishing up this uh, little leg of the tour. You're playing Devil's Brewing Company at Coos Bay. Yeah. Uh, so this is called the Winter Jaunt. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> keep, you. keep yourself warm during the winter playing a bunch of shows. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and, and just to be clear, these are all solo shows. Cool. These are without the band, unfortunately. Weep, weep. Hey, it's all right. I was telling you off the air. I think it's the advantage that you have. Uh, not only this record, but your entire catalog for Green Mountain Guild, you, you could go and play solo anywhere and be well-received. However, I can also hear this stuff on a festival stage. Well, that would be wonderful. I hope other people feel that way, too. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give a shout-out to uh, Callie. She wrote the lyrics for Lonely mm -hmm. Sea, uh, which we just heard. Let's talk about that. And then, Paul, I want to talk to you about the really cool outro uh, that hangs out there at the end. So as far as a lyricist, talk to me about her contributions to the project. Callie is, <clears throat> she's a great, she's a great lyricist. Um, she, she writes lyrics that I wish I could, you know, she, she comes up with, um, imagery and it's, it's really, you, you can't, you don't know exactly what she's saying, but that's the charm of it. You know, it's minor a little bit more. I'm kind of walking you through it. Um, but she is able to create a world where there can be many interpretations of it. And so she wrote the lyrics for this song, and she also wrote the lyrics for Runaway that she was singing the lead on mm. that we played earlier. And I don't have to tell you, this isn't anything new to you, but her dynamic uh, awareness with her vocal is oh. mind-blowing. Yeah. Like that's, you can listen to it. And as an engineer, I'm listening to her vocal. That's all performance. That's old school performance. So yeah. how did she join the project? When did you first uh, start working with her? I believe we found Callie through Craigslist actually. Okay. right yeah. on. Yeah. The band started with me and Paul. We had known each other from a prior project, the, the addiction dream. And, um, yeah, Albert and Callie came through the interweb, we, uh, which is crazy because a lot of times Craigslist is like, you just never know. This but is true. We found two so talented people and it was like the first two emails that came in. 
So it was like it was yeah, it was the first two responses. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So we met we met uh, Albert first, and then and then Kelly second. Yeah. That's super and then, great. And then Roberta, um, I I met Roberta through uh, Sharon Cannon, um, who used to play with Jackalope Saints, um, and my old group. Um, the Waking Guild, which is another guild word, <laughs> that was a chamber music group. Um, and Sharon introduced me to uh, Roberta because they're old buddies, violin buddies. Yeah. Don't quote me on this, but rumor has it that the Jackalope Saints may be uh, bringing us some new oh, music really? sometime Excellent. soon. Yeah, uh, that would be so good to hear. Yeah, really yeah. good. Uh, I miss their tunes. Uh, oh. Paul, getting back to Lonely Sea, that outro was so cool. Let's talk about how that came about. Uh, yeah. Uh, so Jason loves writing slow, sad songs and he's fantastic about it. Uh, some of that difficulty, uh, being a rhythm section, I'm going to speak for Albert. I apologize for that. So the difficulty of being a rhythm section for playing slow, sad songs is that it requires a lot of discipline. And so I think for that Which one, Paul definitely has. Oh, thanks bud. Um, so yeah. So the ending of that was, uh, I think when we had just kind of, Albert and I just kind of started, uh, uh, method at the end of that song of kind of like uh, uh, respecting each other's uh, discipline to get this far through <laughs> through the slow sad songs and have them sound genuine so we kind of had decided impromptu to like this is the time where we just kind of have to get out of bounds a little bit and yep. then uh, yeah and then let it in, rip in the studio we just didn't stop mm-hmm. and so was, I'm really glad that made it under the recorded version of it mm-hmm. so what's the production process like when you've got the core of a track and you're taking it to the band is it a lot of emailing back and forth and input that way or is it mostly done like in a rehearsal setting uh pretty much just in rehearsal settings yeah i just bring them in i would bring in the songs and um play them tell them the chords um maybe i would write down the chords beforehand but usually not because i'm not that of a band band guy. Well, usually also like three to five at a time. (laughs) So we would have like a month of practices and then we'd have like whatever the eighth practice would be like, all right, here are the 10 songs that Jason's been working on in the spare time. Hey, creative bursts, right? Yeah, Yeah, no, I definitely have a lot of juices that flow out. Usually, but though, sadly for Paul, they're slow and sad songs. (laughs) But we are, we as a group have, made a consensus that we're going to focus and try and add more upbeat to our catalog. So go out of our safe spaces and reach towards more upbeat stuff. And, well, unfortunate. and, and maybe happy music. Hey, no. the H word. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't want to say it. But. I'll, I'll use an H word, haunting, uh, which is how I would describe all these years. I think it's got a haunting uh, mm. tone and, and feeling to it. Tell me about this track and what inspired it. So all these years I wrote... Um, uh, after, uh, so my, my aunt, aunt Enid, she, um, she developed cancer and, um, um, Enid and Dave, they live here in Portland. They've lived here since the eighties. Um, they're, they're my aunt and uncle through my wife, Shana. Um, and they're just super sweet and they have just this connection, you know, and they're those, they're the couple that, you know, are just going to last forever. You know, they're just super solid. And, and so the song is, is two things. It's about surviving cancer, right? And it's about staying together through that turmoil and then staying together for the long term for That's all fantastic. these years. That's yeah. fantastic. 
That's cool. Well, good on you for uh, paying tribute to some family. I yeah. mean, sweet. sweet yeah, cool. good on you. Uh, well, this is another wonderful track off of Train, the forthcoming nine-track LP from Green Mountain Guild. You can get your hands on it January 6th at Al's Den Residency with the band. They're playing all week long, but uh, thanks to them, we've got an early listen tonight. This is All These Years by Green Mountain Guild here on Portland Radio Project. All these years
track is 12. The band is Green Mountain Guild. That's off of the album Train, a full-length LP that's available January 6th. The band is releasing, doing a really cool release. We've been talking about it all night, but a week-long celebration of this new album at Al's Den starting on January 6th through the 12th. Um, one more time, just to go down through the guests again. On the 6th, they have Claybed Submersible. Uh, Rachel Taylor-Brown is on the 7th. On the 8th, they have Stevie and Maria. The 9th is Emily Overstreet. Uh, Frank Irwin Quintet on the 10th, Jack Maybe Project on the 11th. And they're closing the week out with There Is No Mountain. Really great duo, ton of great talent on that list. Uh, Jason, Paul, I want to thank you both for being here and for the opportunity to play the record uh, and sharing your stories with us. It's been a really great evening. Thank you so much for having us, Luke. Of course, really yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah, this has, been, this has been fantastic. Thank you. Well, it's been great to learn about the project, and it's always fun to listen to the tunes and spend some time with it and uh, you know, build my own opinions. But to hear you break it down and to see creatively how this came together, it's been really great. Uh, I was going to ask about the last track. Uh, first of all, I love the bass line, uh, but the, the horns and the production on the horns reminded me of, of Morphine. You remember the... 90s band Morphine, like mm -hmm. I totally got that vibe from it. <laughs> you lean a little bit jazzy on that last track. Talk to me about the inspiration for that one. On 12? Yeah. yeah. Um, so that song, uh, well, the story, I mean, the, the music just kind of came out of me. Uh, but the story was from uh, a book called The Painted Bird. I don't know if you've read that book. It's, it's set in, um, well supposedly set during the Holocaust and it's about a journey of a young boy who's 12 and how he goes from village to village and keeps getting put off and put off and put off and it's it was a really impactful book uh, I must have been reading it at the time that I wrote the song mm. and I just felt like I needed to put it into music because it's 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 yeah it's 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 a tearjerker for sure it's really a sad 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 story and I felt like um, I wanted to put it down to music. I don't know. Paul's like, of course, <laughs> of course you did, because it's no, sad. sad no, <laughs> but um, yeah, and the um, the the sax player you hear on there is Mark Mark Hutchinson, and he came in like last minute, like I said, and just took out his axe and played, and everything that came out was just glorious, and it was just like all we had to do is scoop it with a net, and <laughs> it was there. Yeah, it's really fantastic. I mean, everybody on the record. Uh, let's give a shout out to the folks who played on the record. Mm -hmm. Hate to put you on the spot because I know it was a little while ago, but everyone did a bang up job on this. Yes. yes. Um, uh, Callie Ward on vocals, uh, who we who's no longer with the group, sadly, but she'll be coming back for the for the week long shows. So we're so excited to have her for that. Yeah, Callie. Yeah, Callie. Um, we have Al Albert, who's on bass. Um, and he's going to be there. Everybody's going to be there, obviously. Um, Roberta Gannett on violin, Paul Hardy next to me on drums, and me, Jason O'Neill Butler on keys and vocals. And you said uh, one of the nights Mark is going to... And Mark's going to join us hopefully Saturday. Hey, Mark, if you can hear this, can you come on Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just commit him to it now. Yeah, yeah, you're you coming. You can see Mark Hutchinson Saturday <laughs> night, January 12th. <laughs> no, he's definitely interested in doing it, so we just haven't, you know, I'm Mr. Last Minute, so I haven't actually got it down, but... 
Right on. That's cool. It's going to be really great. Again, if you haven't been to the residency at Al's Den, you're missing out. It's downtown by the Crystal Ballroom. Underneath, it's got a speakeasy vibe. Great sound, uh, good food, good drink. You don't want to miss it. Uh, Before we let you off into the evening and we talk about uh, Everybody Knows, which is the last track on the record here, is there an overarching theme to the record? Was there something you were going through at the time that impacted the album? Because it's definitely all in one vein. Um, mm-hmm. I just didn't know what maybe brought all this to you. Uh, probably lack of sleep <laughs> due to young children. Hey, good. I would say that that's the overarching theme. <laughs> so slow, <laughs> sad, because maybe I haven't slept for many nights. Um, but with moments of pure joy. Yeah. I was going to say there's definitely joy in the record oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, the last track, why did everybody knows, um, uh, you know, make it to the end of the record? It's got a really somber outro, which is very fitting for that bookend. Uh, but mm. why is it placed there? Um, why did I put that there? I don't know that I really thought of that. <laughs> um, Maybe for that outro, because it is really cool change. It's got a yeah, nice I, dynamic shift at the end of the I record. I felt like it had a nice big ending. Maybe that's why. Yeah, yeah. it's really good yeah. stuff. Well, Jason, Paul, I want to thank you again for being here. It's been a pleasure checking out Train, the nine-song LP due out January 6th by Green Mountain Guild. Until next time, I'm your host, Luke Neal, reminding you to support and discover local music. Have a great night.
Cause 